Welcome back to the Adult Study Guide podcast from Bogard Press. We're glad you've joined us as we look at the winner of 2021-2022 Adult Study Guide, The Gospel of Grace. As Brother Mark Clements walks us through the Book of Romans, we will see a beautiful picture of God's love for all people and His desire for them to know Him as Lord and Savior. Each week, Brother Mark will walk us through this story as we look at God's grace for us and others. Take it away, Brother Mark. Today's lesson is entitled, The Gospel of Grace and Israel's Restoration, from Romans 11, 1 through 36. Seeking the context. One of our outdoor lights does not work properly, so not too long ago I purchased a replacement light assembly. As I got busy doing other work around the house, though, I completely forgot about the replacement light. Months went by and the replacement light still sat on a shelf in the garage. Now I do not know where that light is. I set it aside only to forget about it completely. Israel played an extremely important role in God's redemption plan, but when the Christians in Rome learned of their rejection and crucifixion of Jesus, perhaps some of them wondered if God had forgotten about the Jews completely. God had set Israel aside temporarily, but had he forgotten about them completely? This was probably a very troubling concern for new Christians. If God could forget about his chosen people Israel, would he also forget about Gentile Christians? Paul addressed the topic of Israel's part in God's overarching redemption story. As the Holy Spirit guided Paul's words, he unveiled principles Christians should understand as they seek to remain faithful in obedience to Him. These principles demonstrated in God's relationship with Israel should bring encouragement to the believer. The longer you walk with Jesus in a New Testament church, the more you will encounter people who claim to be Christians but produce no spiritual fruit. Only God knows whether such a person is a wayward believer or an unrepentant imposter. When confronted with the disappointment or discouragement other people may bring you, it is important to keep your eyes focused on God. We may never know exactly how God is working in the lives of the people around us, which makes it even more important to keep doing what we know He wants us to do. Maybe God has set them aside for a while, or maybe they have no relationship with Him at all. Whatever the case, God is working, even when we cannot see Him working. We must never let the unfaithfulness of others shake our confidence in the gospel. God was not finished with Israel, even though it may have seemed that way to first century Christians. He may have set them aside for a while, but he did not forget them. Today, remember these principles that demonstrate how God plans to bring glory to his name through the nation of Israel. Why is it so challenging to remain faithful when you cannot see how God is working? Searching the text. Number one, God works in ways we cannot see. Romans 11, 1 through 6. I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. What ye not that the scripture saith of Elias? How he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets, and digged down thy altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? 
I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so then, at this present time, also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then is it no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. The prophet Elijah experienced one of the most powerful demonstrations of God's power recorded in the Old Testament. He had challenged the false prophets who propped up wicked Queen Jezebel to prove their gods were real. The prophets of Baal set out their sacrifice and begged their god to consume the sacrifice with fire, but nothing ever happened. After Elijah covered the sacrifice and altar with water, he prayed to Jehovah and God responded by sending fire down from heaven that consumed everything. At this, the false prophets were seized and rightfully executed. 1 Kings 18, 20-40 After this, God ended the devastating drought that had brought the land to its knees. But even though Elijah's faith must have been bolstered by this experience, he became rattled when he heard that Jezebel was committed to bringing him to death. Elijah fled the land for his life and became so discouraged, he asked God to end his life. Feeling alone, as if he was the only godly prophet left, Elijah complained to God. God caused Elijah to observe a great wind that smashed rocks, a mighty earthquake, and a firestorm, but his voice was not in any of those mighty demonstrations. Instead, Elijah heard God's voice in a small whisper. Then God told Elijah that he was not alone. God actually had preserved 7,000 men who had not rebelled in idolatry. 1 Kings 19, 1-18 Elijah was convinced he was all alone in his devotion to the Lord. He did not acknowledge that God was working outside of his little world. Maybe 7,000 men was not a majority, but it was enough for God to work with to maintain his worship in the land. To the first century Christians who may have assumed that God had completely written off Israel, Paul wrote, that they should not count Israel completely out. After all, Paul wrote, even he was a Jew from the tribe of Benjamin. God was not finished with Israel. Just because there was only a small number of believing Jews did not mean Israel would not play a prominent role in God's redemptive story. But if Israel would play a role in God's salvation story, it would be achieved by grace and not by works just like everyone else who enjoys salvation through Jesus Christ. The principle that undergirds this text is that God is always working even when we cannot observe how or where. No matter how lonely we might feel when others mistreat us or show themselves to be imposters, we must remember that God is working in other people's lives we may never know about until we get to heaven. Jesus promised the gates of hell would not stand against his churches, Matthew 16, 18, which means he has the power to sustain his worshipers throughout history. Israel will play a prominent role at the end of the church age, so while the number of Jewish believers might seem small now, God is able to raise up a powerful witness for him when he sees fit. Why is it so important to remember you are not alone? Number two. Unbelief causes spiritual blindness. 
Romans 11, 7 through 10. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for. But the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear, unto this day. And David saith, Let their table be made a snare, and a trap, and a stumbling block, and a recompense unto them. Let their eyes be darkened, that they may not see, and bow down their back alway. Have you ever lost your keys only to later realize that they were in your hand the entire time? I hate to admit it, but I have done this several times. My mind was so fixated on looking for my keys where I normally leave them that I forgot I had already retrieved them. I believed my keys were somewhere else, so my mind convinced me to keep looking. What we believe determines our ability to see things properly. Israel was so convinced that their Messiah would come to earth and establish an earthly kingdom, delivering them from the oppression of foreign rule, that when Jesus finally came, he was overlooked. They desired deep intimacy with God, but robbed themselves of the relationship because God caused them to persist in spiritual blindness, which was a consequence of their unbelief. Both Moses and Isaiah spoke similarly about the spiritual slumber God caused to fall upon his children who refused to believe, Deuteronomy 29.4 and Isaiah 29.10. Not every Jew had a hardened heart, as we have already seen, but for those who persisted in unbelief, there were dire consequences to pay. Paul quoted King David's prayer for God's judgment to befall those who continue to reject Jesus Christ. Psalm 69, 22 and 23. When Israel hardened their hearts in rebellion against God in the wilderness, God sentenced that generation to an additional 40 years of wandering in the desert until a new generation would be ready to obey. Numbers 14, 28 through 34. This judgment served as discipline for those who truly believed, but punishment for those who persisted in unbelief. Their eyes were darkened to the truth about God because they would not repent and trust Him. Some Jews believed and followed Jesus while most did not. For those who believed Jesus was the Messiah, their eyes were opened. But those who refused to believe remained in darkness. How can you prevent spiritual blindness? Number three, God's plans are not obstructed by man's sinfulness. Romans 11, 11, and 12. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid. But rather through their fall, salvation is come unto the Gentiles, for to provoke them to jealousy. Now if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness. Every time our church observes the Lord's Supper, we are sometimes hit with contradictory emotions. On one hand, as we consider the sufferings of our Lord, our hearts break with sorrow, realizing He was wrongfully accused, sentenced, and executed, all because of our sins. Our Savior was led like a lamb to the slaughter, innocent of every charge, and it breaks our hearts to contemplate that scene. On the other hand, though, as we consider the salvation our Lord's death brought us, as He took our sins upon Himself and bore the wrath of God on our behalf, our hearts are overcome with joy that we have been redeemed and forgiven from all our sins. 
Paul explained that there is just condemnation for those Israelites who rejected Jesus Christ and carried out his crucifixion. But it was their execution of Jesus that made salvation possible to everyone. Israel indeed stumbled in their refusal of Jesus as Messiah. But their transgression opened up the possibility for salvation to come to all non-Jewish people. Now, Israel must jealously observe as people from every tribe, nation, and tongue draw close to Jehovah through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Satan must have thought he was winning when Jesus hung on the cross, but little did he know that God would use man's sinfulness to bring victory over sin and death forever. God could not be outsmarted by his own created beings. In God's sovereign will, Calvary was his plan for creation's restoration all along. Sometimes we are tempted to look at the evil of the world and become overwhelmed by sorrow. Certainly, God is not pleased with the swift moral decline of our culture. But we must not lose sight of the fact that God will be glorified no matter what happens. His plans for man will not be thwarted no matter how evil the times might become. God will be glorified when men repent and surrender to him through faith in Jesus Christ. And God will be glorified when men resist him, reject Jesus, and are justly condemned for their unbelief. For Israel, the day is coming when God will bring his promises to fruition at the return of Christ. Israel will be restored to her rightful place in God's kingdom, along with everyone else who has been saved by Jesus Christ. God's plans will never fail. How can you pray for Israel today? Setting the Application Every child of God has a place in his family and a role to play. Whether you are Jew or Gentile, no matter what language you speak or what ethnicity you are, God has called you to obey Him in these perilous times. You might feel all alone from time to time, but remember, God has children all over the globe who love and serve Him just as you do. No matter how much unbelief persists in our world, God's plans for the future will be fulfilled. Israel has an important role to play in the future of God's redemptive plan. Just because many Jews have refused to trust in Jesus does not mean God has forgotten about his people. A remnant always remains of people who are lovingly devoted to God. We are a remnant people. Jesus taught us that those who find the abundant life do so through a narrow gate and a difficult road, Matthew 7, 13 and 14. God's people have always been in the minority, which means we will undoubtedly face people who will love to see us suffer. When Elijah faced despair because he thought he was alone, God recommissioned him to do more work, to find and anoint Elisha as a co-laborer and reminded him there were thousands more just like him. 1 Kings 19, 15 and 16. Discouragement will come So we must stay busy in our God-given tasks and surround ourselves with people who will love and serve the Lord alongside us. What can you do to maintain your faithfulness to obey what God has called you to do? Thanks, Brother Mark, for sharing such great truth with us this week. Join us next week as we take another look at God's Word with Brother Mark. Don't forget to join us daily on our Through the Bible Daily Devotionals on our daily devotional blog at www.bogardpress.com.
www.thepeopleofgod.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.